Good morning. Welcome to Daily Confetti with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Friday, July 12th, and we thank you for tuning in. And we thank you guys, especially this week. Um, we had higher view count this week, which is cool. So thank you for watching and sharing. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it was due to the haters who... Um, thank you, haters. How, no. how racist we are for, <laughs> for just existing and having an opinion about anything. See, um, I... I like that we, this is something you said. I like that we had those particular haters this week. Well, A, because that means our videos are getting out beyond our audience. But, um, but B, because you got to see in the comments some excellent examples of the way all the stuff we talk about, how SJWs think. They yeah. say the most racist things while calling you a racist. Yeah. And, they're, and then they're a lot angrier like I don't, I don't see. I mean, maybe, maybe just because we're in like a little echo chamber ourselves, but I don't know. I, I don't. I can't imagine our followers going over to like Vox's uh, channel and be like, "Fuck you, racist!" Like, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They are. Um, this is just a generalization, but again, based on my experience, they are. There's a lot of hatred there. Yeah, and there's a lot of toxicity, and I think it's that same thing we've talked about, where it's a it's projection, and it's uh, when you when all you do is focus on the outside and you project everything onto other people. There's no introspection or work on yourself. Like it's easy to just become a jerk in the yeah. even when they think they're doing good while they're in there calling people names and being hateful and and saying very racist things. Yes. I didn't want to say projection because I feel like it's overused, but you're right. I think it's overused because it's so accurate. It's yeah. almost everything. Even that sign you were mentioning, like in this house, we believe but like a lot of that is just projection on like, no one disagrees with you on. Yes. Like, it's like, no, there is no, there is no cabal of like racist old white guys in a smoky filled cigar room trying to figure out how to keep the black man down. And like, that right. doesn't, I mean, maybe there's some room somewhere in the country, but it's like, it's, it's not normal. It's projection on what they're trying to say that all of you people believe, cause you don't have the sign. Right. And yeah. So I have an idea. I may have told you this off camera, but Oh, we should do this now that we have a store. I came up with an idea for a sign. Cause I want to put these signs up in other, in other, like in my yard and other yards we could sell them and it's going to like the same font and everything, but it says like in this house, we believe murder is wrong. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> who doesn't believe murder is wrong. It's like all this black lives matter. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. women are people. That's what it says. Women are people. Yeah. I kind of want, I, I just, I kind of want one that just says in this house, we believe, and then we can just list the 10 amendments to the first 10 amendments to the constitution. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, we've got three then, because I have I have the murder is wrong idea. You've got that one, and then I've got one where I take the actual sign and put little caveats under each one. Oh, that's good. good one. I like I like the caveat one. You know, um, I know this is rambling today, but it's Friday, so it's whatever. Friday. Uh, the the EFF used to have these. I used to carry this around when I flew a lot, especially post nine eleven when security got tightened, and I'm I'm completely opposed to the police state and I think the terrorists basically won on 9-11 because they caused us to give our freedoms up and that's kind of the goal but uh, EFF used to make this little metal um, placard 
that you could fit right in the pocket of your shirt. And it just had the Fourth Amendment on it. And the whole purpose of it was to set off the <laughs> uh. detector so that the TSA person would have to like pull it out and look at it. And it's the Fourth Amendment, uh, <laughs> which I think was awesome. I used to love that thing. Um, <laughs> but it might have had all the amendments. It might have had all the Bill of I mean, the whole Bill of Rights. I'm not sure. But I always thought of it as just the Fourth Amendment. It probably should have just been the Fourth Amendment. That's a funny idea. Anyway, I like it. Uh, we we should talk about something of substance today, other than our lawn sign ideas and Subst- Fourth Amendment placards. Substantial. <laughs> I don't. There's. I don't know. Gary, okay. yesterday Trump had a social media summit at the White House. This was the thing that Tim Pool was invited to, uh, among others, and of course the mainstream media was feeling butthurt that they weren't really. <laughs> Invited, I'm sure. You're going to have to yeah. give me the skinny because I have not had time to look at anything since. So, so Trump, Trump wanted to have this uh, social media summit. And he didn't invite Facebook and Google. He didn't invite the Twitter. He invited Sweet. people like Tim Pool. Um, he, didn't, he didn't invite like Milo. He should have invited Milo and people like that. But he didn't do that. He, he invited Tim Pool and uh, I think Sebastian Gorka and a couple other like you know, people that are, I think maybe he might've invited like the Gab people or the Parlay. I think Gab didn't go, but Mines did and Parlay did. He invited some of the kind of second tier social media execs oh, plus, plus people like Tim Pool who are reporting. and. That. So I think that was smart that he didn't invite Milo, but go ahead. Because then every headline would have been about Milo and it would have been a huge, I think what he did was strategic. You invite. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I'm. I, I just want him to have invited Milo. I get why he didn't invite yeah. Milo. But uh, we love you, Milo. Do um, we? I love, I, you know what? I disagree with him about a whole bunch of stuff. I love how much of a provocateur Milo is. And the best thing about Milo is how much the left hates Milo. I do, so, like, I do like him. Yeah. I don't, love is a strong word. I like Milo a lot. I'm, 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 I love <laughs> okay. Him. Whatever. Go, I don't, go ahead. Yeah. Not, I'm not proposing to Milo. No, I like him. Uh, anyway, Trump had this social media summit, and he uh, did not release a complete list of who was invited and who was there, uh, which also is pissing off the legacy media, of course. But cause maybe he did invite Milo. Maybe Milo was in the back room, and they <laughs> the cameras left, and we don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, I, the thing, there wasn't, I don't, nothing really happened too much. I mean, he gave some, he made some comments that were generic and complained that, you know, Twitter's, I, my, Twitter's messing with me and kind of talked about how he noticed some counts changing and not doing what they used to do, whatever. But to me, the interesting thing is there's, there's a, Disappointing angle to this, and actually I can end on an uplifting angle to this, but the disappointing thing is let's, let's take a look at how the mainstream media is reporting on this. So here's, here's NBC News. Wow. I mean, okay, I should stop being surprised, right? But this is everything we talk about. This is so friggin' biased. They're telling... The power of extremist social media activists at White House summit. Extremists, Tim Pool. 
oh, 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 just you wait, Carrie. <laughs> so, yes. Tim so Pool he, is a liberal. Right. The president blasted social media companies for terrible bias and accused them during remarks at the White House on Thursday of manipulating his content. Okay. Let's just, I'm going to, I know it's a pain to go through, but let's just read this whole thing. President Donald Trump blasted disgraceful social media companies for terrible bias and accused them without evidence of manipulating his content during a summit at the White House on Thursday, touting his massive online following and praising conspiracy theorists and far-right agitators alike. Now, let's pause uh, here. One for, comment. Uh, I'm going to make this bigger so people can see it. I have a comment already. Yeah, go ahead. This is what they do a lot. I, and if you, if you start to notice this, they'll tell you what happened. They won't give you a quote. They just told us that, but they didn't say, they didn't use any quote of his. They just say, he praised conspiracy theorists. He, what did right. he say? Right, and not only that, uh, I mean, well, they're just calling people conspiracy theorists also, but uh, they say that he did it without evidence. Now, I watched only a portion of his thing. He actually did present evidence. He, it wasn't, I mean, it's not convincing, it's evidence, but he did talk about, well, when I used to tweet, this is how, this is how the numbers would go. They would go up in this manner, but now when I do it, they go up and then they go back down, which is weird. How does that happen? And like he presented some, granted it was, you know, not scientifically valid, but it was stuff that he's noticed. It's his that's that is called evidence it's not it's his it's, lived experience carter yeah right right so look it's not i wouldn't it's not evidence that's like damning it's just this guy says this happens fine but it's not like he just said it for no reason and frankly this is implying that he needs to present evidence there have been months and months years of evidence being collected like we all have been talking about this. This has been part of the zeitgeist for a long, long time, NBC. He, it's like saying, President Donald Trump today said that there were clouds in the sky without evidence. It's like, <laughs> yes, yes, without evidence. Look at the fucking sky. There are clouds. <laughs> like, this is not a, but it makes it sound like he's, it makes uh, he, it make sound like, like he's, he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, and then, and, and Conspiracy theorists and far-right agitators. Now, keep in mind, far-right is anyone to the right of Bernie Sanders in there. Okay. Yeah, they would put us in with far-right. And you guys watching us know we're neither of us are far-right. Um, right. Tim Pool's sitting there at the table. I'm right. sure there are other liberals there. Right. So uh, he says, you know, you have a lot of power and you have to use it wisely. Trump said to several hundred conservative digital so this is not true. Conservative digital and social media professionals in, attend in attendance before celebrating their work extensively. So these weren't conservatives. Some of them were, but not all of them. You conservative doesn't mean far right. <laughs> also true. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. You communicate with our citizens without going through the fake news filter, the tweeter in chief said. Mm. This is their ha-ha. He's using Twitter. The crap you think of is unbelievable. Now this... This, by the way, that line, the kind of snide tweeter-in-chief line, to me, that just reeks of, you are a dinosaur. You are an old dinosaur. You, it, like, it's not snide to call him tweeter-in-chief. Like, most of us are like, yeah, of course he tweets. It's 2019. 
This is how you communicate with people. Everyone tweets that like tweet tweeting doesn't make you less of a president. It's also, is this in the opinion section or the news section? Because it's also telling us right there, like they're looking down their nose at him. They, I could not imagine them saying that about Obama. Right. Um, so this is, this is in the news section. This is not opinion. This okay. is their, this is their coverage. Mm-hmm. This is their objective coverage of they're, the event. Objectively, these are far right activists he's talking to. Yes. The president spoke to the historic, put historics in quote, uh, the president spoke to the historic nature of the gathering, taking repeated shots at the mainstream press and praising the people in the room who challenged, quote, the media gatekeepers. Right? So this is why their ire is raised here. They put, they um, put that in quotes. They don't believe that they're a media gatekeeper. Right, yeah. We're not the media gatekeeper. Well, you're, you know what? They're not because, I mean, they are gatekeepers, but people have gone around the fence another way. Like this, they, they're, their little fiefdom is shrinking but they're still manning that gate. Well, you know who's manning it? The media gatekeepers now are the social the media companies, the yes, ones who are trying to tell us, no, you have to keep getting all your news from places like ABC and legacy media, like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Those are the gatekeepers now. Yes, NBC doesn't want to admit that. Although, in, 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 interestingly enough, I think Facebook and Twitter are, I think part of their strategy is by... Um, not trying to defeat legacy media, but by aligning with legacy media, they will be able to claim that they are objective by just saying, well, we're just, we're just, uh, we're passing, you know, we're, we're, we're letting the traditional mainstream objective media do the filtering for us. So we're not, it's not our bias, right? Yeah. And they're, but they're both doing that. They're, right. Like they're saying, we're going to prioritize legacy media and they're, we're going to let them decide what's truth. And legacy media is saying, you know, well, it's not us. It's the, they're the ones choosing us. And it's just this right. weird, like right. back scratching. Okay. So let's, in recent years, complaints from conservatives of unfair treatment by major tech companies have grown from murmurs into a cacophony of complaints. I, this word, the word cacophony is intentionally chosen, by the way. It will grown from murmurs into a cacophony of complaints that now includes the president and other major Republican politicians. This, this phrase, this cacophony of complaints, it, it's, it's intended to make it sound like there are discordant and confusing and not really supported by evidence. It just, it sounds like a, you imagine like a, a gaggle of geese. It's a like, lot of voices all over. Oh, there's stuff going on. Who cares what they're saying? It's just a cacophony, right? Um, it's like a it's like a, a banquet hall full of sorority girls. Right, right. They could have easily <laughs> said, you know, has grown from, uh, you know, murmurs, or they could have used other words there, into, you know, uh, substantially supported arguments <laughs> that have been verified over and over again with the same story, right? Like, oh, there's more and more evidence has been gathered. That's why this has gotten to be bigger. Okay, some have threatened to put forward legislation on the topic, though none has yet become a serious threat to the companies. Several of the social media personalities who attended Thursday's event are known, this is the best, are known for spreading false information or trafficking in harassment. Uh. Some disinformation researchers call incredibly Toxic. Some disinformation researchers. I, I thought I the legacy media was banned from this. 
Hold on. Let, let's see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spreading disinformation, harassing <laughs> citizens. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, who harassed the Covington kids? Exactly. Who spread disinformation? Right. Right. But they're going to try and they're going to prop this up by an objective opinion. Ready, Carrie? Here we go. Hours before the meeting, the Southern Poverty Law Center called the oh. meetup a gathering of groups and individuals who have no business at the White House, saying the invite list included conspiracy theorists and extremists. That group, I'm sure our viewers know, but anyone, if this gets out beyond our audience, that group, if any of you haters are watching, it doesn't, it's lost its way. It's not what it used to be. The Southern Poverty Law Center, whenever I see that now, I'm immediately like, no credibility in what they're about to say. If, they, if anyone, Anyone quoting the SPLC is a hack. Is a hack. An absolute hack. It, that, that organization exists to be able to lend some type of, simply to lend credibility to. It's the same way SJWs point to someone like Peggy McIntosh and say, look, this is academic. It's true. Like They point to that organization, but it do, it's not what it used to be. They put... They put people like uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali and Majid Nawaz on an Islamophobia list. They right. made them subject to um, death threats from uh, uh, radical Islamists. These are people who, uh, Majad, he, Majid, Majad, Majid, he is Muslim. You know, he's a Muslim reformist. It's, he's an Uncle Tom Muslim, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I mean, they put people like Christina Hoff Summers on a... Uh, misogynist, like man, you know, men's yeah, rights no, activist list. They make people who are wrong thinkers the target of not just hatred and not just defamation, but of, in some cases, like death threats. Yeah, the Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group, in my opinion. So you should also look at where they're putting your money if you donate to them. Like, just Google it. They have put a lot of money into offshore accounts. Jeez. Okay. What? Don't donate. To them. What? Don't donate to them. No, I'm saying anybody who is, just look up where they've been putting your money. It's in a lot of offshore accounts. Yeah, and they've they've had a lot of heads roll recently because of uh, sexual yeah. harassment allegations and stuff. Anyway, here's the next the next quote from the SPLC is uh, is here's the kicker. This is from the SPLC quote: For years we've watched social media serve as a gateway to radicalization and far too often real life violence. Bringing these groups together is beyond irresponsible. It is essentially conducting a hate summit at the White House. A statement from the SPLC reads. I have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is radicalizing people into the SJW left. And yes, it is leading some of them into actually committing violence and becoming part of Antifa. And yes, those who aren't committing the violence, it has radicalized some of them to uh, defend that violence and to try and make excuses for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Antifa. That's exactly true. But that's not what they mean. Okay, so here we go. Now, I don't know all these people, so I can't defend them, but I'm going to guess. I mean, we, we, we know who Tim Pool is, but let's, here they go. Attendees include right-wing personalities Ali Alexander, who has pushed the false conspiracy theory, theory that the California-born Senator Kamala Harris was not an American black. Oh my gosh, Ali is black. 
okay? And he's not far right wing. And he, you may or may not agree with him, but he's defining his terms because she is not in his, from his point of view, she's in, one of her parents is Indian. Her dad is Jamaican. And the other's Jamaican. And so his point was, in his opinion, and he's explained it and defended it. And actually, Don Lemon has said the same thing on CNN in the past, that she's not American black. But because he said it, they're trying to attack him and take him down. Anybody who hasn't looked into it, look into it. He's a black guy. He's a conservative. He's basically saying, but she's not what we know of as like American black. She's not, she's African American. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, he's saying she's Jamaican and she's Indian. Right. And he he means like she's not, when we think of American black, obviously she is American and she has darker skin. So she's black. So American black, yes, she is an American black. But what he means by that is when we think of that, we think of, especially in these talks about reparations, we're thinking of descendants from slaves, people who suffered historically, whose families were, whose ancestors were slaves and who who suffered in that way and have been part of the American fabric since the beginning, but, but were oppressed and, and, uh, and enslaved. And that's not her. At all. And that's not her. And that was his point. And you may or may not agree with him about what terminology he's using, but the fact that they're saying that's a conspiracy theory, that's no, that's his opinion and his explanation of why he's using the word he is using and his definition of terms. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's true that her parents are Indian and Jamaican. Right. And, and frankly, um, the way, the way that they word this, right. It makes you think of, it makes you think of like the, the uh, birther conspiracy and that kind of thing. It makes you think that, oh, this guy's out there saying she's like, yeah, I don't know, like she's some she's born somewhere else secretly and, you know, blah, blah. It makes it sound crazy, but it's actually quite well-reasoned and, and makes perfect sense. And up until Ollie said it, uh, Don Lemon agreed. Right. Okay, so the next, sorry. So they're listing people, Ali Alexander, Jim Hoft, from the conspiracy website Gateway Pundit. Now, I don't know Gateway Pundit. I've seen some things in Gateway Pundit. I, I don't know. I don't think it's a conspiracy website. It might be. I, I don't know. But I don't think anyone in the mainstream media, after babbling about Marussia for 18 months, can really claim that some other website is a conspiracy website. Unless the Gateway Pundit is publishing things about, you know, secretly we're run by you know, an alien cabal from Jupiter, then I, um, I don't have any less credibility than NBC. No, I, I don't read them regularly, so I can't, I can't speak with any certainty. But what the things I have read from them, I've read some pieces. They have not been conspiracy pieces. They are site from the best I can tell from what I've read that, that they tell you up front, like a lot of the uh, conservative or right-wing sites do, that they have a point of view and you know what that point of view is when you read their pieces, but they're not publishing stuff about like aliens or birth or, or whatever. Well, and the last one they list, which I'm Carrie, this, you'll just love it. Oh no. And YouTube (laughs) personality, Tim pool, who has pushed the false conspiracy theory that murdered DNC staffer, Seth rich leaked hacked emails to WikiLeaks. Now, Uh... You go Come ahead on. first. Well, first of all, Tim, like any journalist, tries to get out 
in front of the news and be one of the first people reporting on things, there was a lot of speculation because Seth Rich's death is quite odd. He was supposedly murdered as part of a botched robbery, but nothing was stolen from him, including his wallet and watch and all that kind of thing. And at the time, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. I, don't, I, know, I know Tim, I can guarantee you Tim Poole did, is not pushing the conspiracy theory. He may have said, I wonder if this happened. And there's evidence that it happened. There, there is evidence that makes it look strange and weird. But that is not, every news organization does that. When there's a story that comes out, they say, well, here's some evidence. This makes it look weird, blah, blah, blah. And then they investigate and maybe they change their minds and as more evidence comes to light. The other thing I want to point out, though, is no one writing this actually knows whether or not Seth Rich leaked the emails to WikiLeaks. They all say that they know that it didn't happen because the federal government and the FBI has said, no, 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 we know how these emails happen and we know how the DNC server leak happened and blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, the FBI never got a chance to examine the servers. They never examined the servers. I, I, I can't stress this enough. DNC did not let the FBI examine the servers. They hired their own private little firm to give them a report about what happened. That firm said, oh, it was the Russians. And that is the basis for all of this. Now, the fact that the FBI said, okay, we'll trust this firm, that doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean that the FBI has independently determined what happened. We don't know. So it's not, I mean, is it a conspiracy theory? I don't know. It's a theory and we don't know what the truth is. That's for damn sure. But Tim Pool is not out there, you know, pushing you know, he's not like a 9-11 truther. He's not out there pushing weird conspiracy theories about, you know, Hillary Clinton's body count and blah, blah, blah. He's, he just does normal reporting. And at some point during the beginning of this, he probably speculated or reported that there was evidence that maybe Rich, Seth Rich was involved somehow in this. This is That's how- Conspiracy theory. That's not, this is how this works. So they, they especially, he's become, I think, one of the new number one targets because he is so effective and because he's a liberal. He came from the Occupy movement, okay? This guy is on the left. And because he is such an effective wrong thinker, it's harder for them to tar him as far right, although they're trying. And you see they include him in this list that they're calling far right. Um, they have to make sure that the zombies in the SJW world don't and the ones who that read SJW media and don't realize they're reading this, you know, what they're being told to believe. Um, they have to make sure they don't actually ever watch his video. So they're doing what they've done. There's a blueprint for this. They did it to Milo. They start with people. They've done it to Alex Jones. They keep expanding who they're going to do it to. So now they're doing it to liberals like Tim Pool because it works because they tell you what to think about these people and you never actually watch their videos for yourself. And so they could have taken, like you said, who knows what he mentioned about. Uh, it could have been as simple as like somebody should look into this, which I think they should. I think it's fishy too. Um, it, is fishy. it is fishy. So this is this is how this happens. If 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 our channel ever becomes big, 
it, at, to di discredit us, they could take something as simple as this episode where we say, we think it looks fishy and be like, they push the conspiracy theory of Seth Rich and make you think that we're sitting here every day like talking about like Seth Rich. Like, right. like that's how they do it. It's yeah. And, and you know, the other thing I want to point out, which is subtle, I want people to pay, I want when people read stories or listen to stories from the mainstream or what we'll call the legacy media, I want you to pay attention to every single word choice because it's important. Tim Pool is described here as YouTube personality, Tim Pool. He is not a fucking YouTube personality. He's a goddamn reporter, NBC. He's a, he's he's a, a journalist. And he's better than you. Yes. He's got more views. He's better at uh, objectively telling us what's going on. He he's breaks stories better than you do. He is a reporter and he's kicking your fucking ass. He is not a YouTube personality. He's not teaching you how to put on makeup. He is a reporter. Yeah, that's the way they try to denigrate these people. And in actuality, I mean, he does... He does investigative reporting. He goes into the field with a GoPro camera. He does what we used to think of as actual investigative journalism, which they don't do. Yes. These people are in the narrative creating business. Yes. Uh, it would be more accurate to call them uh, legacy media personalities. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, no, the, the, these, are, these are legacy media, uh, I don't know, script writers. They're narrative mouthpieces. Yeah, yeah. And they're desperate. They're, they're freaked out because Tim Pool fucking is going to eat their lunch. Uh, right. if, if they don't kill him like they did Seth Rich. That's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Far right YouTube personality, Carrie Smith, pushes known conspiracy theories. <laughs> uh, all right. Trump also took several minutes to congratulate White House social media director Dan Scavino, who has been part of his inner circle since before the administration. I think Hillary had 28 people and I had Dan, right? I had my Dan, Trump said with a laugh. Coincidentally, Twitter was down for 45 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't have, that doesn't matter. Um, the White House did not distribute a full list of participants ahead of the event, but large social media companies such as Twitter, Facebook, and Google said they were not invited to attend. After the session wrapped, officials still declined to provide a complete list of attendees, which is, you know, pissing these people off. Um, and I, I mean, I, I don't, we could read some more about this. It's just not worth it. They're now they're, they're talking about president said he's going to have a meeting with the major social media companies. Now he was vague about it. And the article kind of uses its, its normal methods of making him sound like an idiot or whatever. Um, but th the point that I wanted to make was, was this whole, the way they treated these people, the way they talked about this, the way they treated these people, um, specifically how they talked about Tim Pool, totally dishonest. So Carrie, I know that is maybe sad, right? That's a, that's a disappointing thing. Although, you know, what do you expect from NBC? It's just, again, like I said, when you first pulled this up and showed me the headline, I keep thinking I'm going to stop. I should not be surprised, but it's still, it's so blatantly uh, corrupt. Yeah. A and to see that, just that bold faced lie right there in a headline and to know, I guess, I guess it bothers me and I'm shocked. I'm, I'm not so much shocked that they're doing it. I'm shocked that they're so bold about it and that people I know and, re and respect in other areas of life 
read this and just swallow it. They just eat this crap. And I think, I think if someone, I, we should start, we should start shifting the culture to the point where if someone seriously quotes something like NBC or CNN, you just laugh in their face at them. Like they do about, they commit genetic fallacy all the time. It's like their baby. You can't give them anything on the right, any right. source on the right. They're like, oh, Breitbart, not going to read it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I read Salon and Huffington Post and Breitbart. Like who cares? Just. Right. right. Okay. Uh, a quick, quick thing about, cause you were mentioning that last little thing about Trump and them helping Clinton or whatever. Um, I, I don't know if you guys, I'm pretty sure you probably know this, but um Actually, I was looking an article for an article about it, and what did I find? Breitbart. It happened. It just so happens that there are some stories that the legacy media doesn't want to cover, and so it's hard to find links really? to those stories. Yeah, like Google uh, messing with algorithms in order to uh, manipulate search results. Um, but anyway, there is this story uh, uh, that came out last year about how there were dozens of former Clinton staff members who after the campaign ended, went on to work at Google and vice versa. Like before the campaign, there were lots of Google staff members who went to work for Clinton. There's this entire there. I mean, they're in bed with the democratic party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carrie, I think we can end on a slightly positive note though. Okay. As, as horrible as that article was, here's, here's NBC News's Twitter feed. They posted this article. Let's look at how the public responds to NBC News. You're, you quote the SPLC like it isn't a hack organization. Yay. Um, uh, is he talking about the white supremacists and Nazi man babies because they sure as hell protected everywhere on social media. So this is, there's like some, some comments like that. So they, they're on the NBC side. But most of the comments are like this. The SPLC, the SPLC is a radical organization itself. Yes. Um, most of them report facts, I would say, better than you guys. Uh, <laughs> SPLC is a hate group. 12 Ways of Southern Poverty Law Center is a scam. SPLC is an absolute joke. Can't get enough of your guys' BS. I mean, really, come on. Have you watched this, Cast? I love this. So, this is their fuck. This is the response. And these aren't, this isn't like, this isn't a conservative posting the story so only the conservatives' followers are responding. This is NBC News' audience. This is their response. These are people who follow NBC News. So, I love this. The people are, I think the people are, this, there's, I think there's a backlash brewing. There already was a backlash brewing. I didn't know about it because I was ensconced in my echo chamber, SJW echo chamber. But I think that backlash in part led to Trump being elected. But I think the backlash is getting much bigger now with like oh, a lot of absolutely people. absolutely getting bigger. Yeah. You have lefties yeah. like me being pulled in. You have normies who don't even pay attention to the media or to the news very much being pulled in now, maybe. Like, yeah, well, because I mean, and we've seen it, right? Where people are realizing um, the negative effects it's having on their actual life, either from what, you know, as, as the crazy social justice ideology takes hold, it's harder to maintain peace at work. It's harder to, you know, argue against anything that the school is doing with your kids. Like things are, things are getting crazy and normal people who are not, you know, political pundits or don't want to pay attention to all of this stuff are being affected by it. And it's becoming obvious. And as soon as they look into it just a little bit, you, they see that NBC news is a sham and 
they call them out on it. And so I, it's, I think that response is a good sign. This is a good, it's a good sign. Cause we can't expect, you know, NBC news is the scorpion 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 does what scorpions ah, do. You saw, I shared that again recently. It's uh, a great I didn't. table. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no, but, you know. I was sharing it about personal life things. Oh. Does people know the Aesop's fable about the frog and the scorpion? The frog and the scorpion come to the edge of the river and the, the scorpion asks the frog, can I ride on your back across the river? And the frog says, how do I know you won't sting me? And the scorpion's like, well, if I sting you, we'll both drown. The frog's like, okay. So he takes the scorpion across the river and halfway across the scorpion stings him. And as they're both drowning, the frog's like, why? And the scorpion says, because I'm a scorpion. It's what it's I in do. my nature. It's what I do. Uh, so... NBC News, like Legacy Media, they're the scorpion. We can't expect them to change. They will do what they do. That's fine. What we can expect is that the frog wakes up and says no. And that's what's happening. That's what I, those comments, like, we're the frogs, right? Everyone else, we're all the frogs. And we can start looking at these scorpions and go, I'm not, I'm not going to watch you. I'm not going to give you a ride across the river. Quit being the frog. Quit being the clueless frog. This time it'll be different. Right. <laughs> it's what they do. But, but people are waking up, and I think that's great. So anyway, that's probably enough for today, Carrie. What do you think? I think that's a good, succinct one. Happy weekend, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're, we're getting really close to 1,000 subscribers, and we're going to have a um, demonetized party when that happens. So yes. 